just to pray, uh, always necessary. <laughs> we ask you, gracious Heavenly Father, as we gather together, this is your word and your time and your place. And we just plead then, Lord, again, that you breathe upon us the Holy Spirit, that we would lead the truth, not on our own thoughts. We ask you for that now together with all of us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So um, I have to read my material. I think I've said this before because I, my problems, I have problems with my head. So actually what I'm saying, going to say here is I'm, I want to spend a short while thinking about some of the song of songs or what the people call sometimes the song of Solomon. I just go for song, song of songs. The words of God in the Song of Songs are about Christ. Well, we know that simply because, well, all of the Bible is about Christ, no matter what it is. And we also know that the Song of Songs is about the church. Because the Song of Songs is about a man who loves a woman. And, well, we know, for instance, in, script, in, in Ephesians, I think, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. One woman stands for the church and the church is one unit. That's an interesting feature in this. The man is a type of Christ and the female is a type of the church. There are two characters in, in the book of Song of Songs, um, respectively called the beloved. That's the man, the beloved which is the Lord. And then my love, which is the label of the woman, whom the Lord loves and is a type of the church. Spurgeon actually, he wrote about 64 sermons apparently on the Song of Songs. I'm doing that to cover myself. <laughs> if anybody doesn't like it, you've got to talk to, to uh, Spurgeon. Um, now, one of the opening titles actually that he had was um, one of his sermons, when the Christian is nearest to heaven, he takes the Song of Songs with him. So that's Spurgeon. So I'm just going to obviously pick a few samples in this book. It's far too much and far too difficult in many ways. So to begin with, I look at chapter two and just a few bits from chapter two and verses one and two to begin with. So the first speaking is the man. I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. That's the first word in that chapter two. I am a rose of, of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. And the Lord is obviously speaking. He's the Lord speaking. He expresses a perfect, pure, beautiful personage. The beloved the Lord, he says, as a verse, verse two, as a lily among the brambles, so is my love among the daughters. That's the second verse about her, his love, my love, he calls it, as a lily among the brambles, so is my love among the daughters. And the brambles were no doubt their flaws of the life of the beloved one, but she, the church, is covered by the lilies, the flowers. It's a type of covering of righteousness, loveliness, given to her by the Lord. Well, the word Sharon, I suppose, 
we have my, my daughter is called Sharon and I think there's some here called Sharon but the word Sharon itself means a plain or it's a flat land with trees and the plain is between the mountains of Palestine and the Mediterranean that's what Sharon was or was the place that it was now it jumps I'm going to jump then to verse 8 because there's a, a lovely element in that some of this can be difficult of course this is very straightforward I can I think it's very easy to read and understand the Song of Songs in chapter 2 and going from verses 8 to 16, as quick as I can. The lady, she says, the voice of my beloved, behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains and skipping upon the hills. She hears his voice and sees him upon the mountains and she recognises him. She says that, the voice of my beloved. She recognizes him as, as soon as she hears. And it, it, it reminds us, of course, the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus said that his sheep followed him and they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they'll flee from, from, that, from a stranger. Continuing on, on, on verse 9, the lady again, she continues, My beloved the Lord, my beloved. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, looking through the lattice. So there is the Lord. He has come and he's come down this mountain. It's like resurrection life, I would think of. He's He's bouncing over this mountain. And indeed, it's possibly in, in, in also suggesting the sinfulness of, of us. But he goes over it. He goes over it. And now he's arrived and he, he sees through the wall and this, the lattice of that wherever this lady lives. He's showing himself through the lattice, looking for her. This is the Lord speaking looking for closeness with him. And she says, she says, my beloved, the Lord spoke. This is what she says. My beloved, the Lord spoke and said unto me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. That's what she says. My beloved spoke. She's telling us what the beloved said to her. Come away with me, says the beloved. The Lord is speaking. Rise up, my love, my fair one. And that, that makes me pause always because it's a wonderful, strange, wonderful, blessed sound in, in her ears, in our ears. And he calls us because we are the, we are the female in the, in, the, in the church. So we can bring ourselves as members of the love of the, of the woman. He calls us his love, his fair one. When we, we can be vile sinners, it's what we are. But yet he calls us with lovely names. He calls me and you to come simply because our beauty is given to us by our saviour. And he speaks as if we were absolutely pure and holy. The flowers, verse 5, verse 12, I should say, the flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come and the voice of the turtle dove is heard on our land. 
The fig tree ripens its figs and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. And he says, the Lord says, arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. He's trying to bring her away from that gathered place, wherever he was. Come away. We could add in for, for that. Spring has come. Summer is coming. And I would consider that this is a form of revival. It's near. He's calling us. He's calling her. Come, come. And he got, and in verse 14, he says again, Oh, my dove, in the cliffs of the rock, in the crevices of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. He wants to hear me, you. Oh, why? Well, he wants to hear prayer to him. Do I love him enough to speak much to him? My norms are brief remarks in a minuscule way. Is my voice sweet? Well, he says, let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your voice is lovely. Your face is lovely. Well, that's not my natural face. And my natural voice is nothing sweet about that. But he has given us his sweetness. And his loveliness. That's how, that's the, that's, the, that's the blessed, wonderful thing of the church and the Lord who loves it. Is my voice sweet? Yes. With worship and thanksgiving and prayers, our Father seeks them who worship him in, the, in spirit and in truth. That phrase there, oh my dove, at verse 14. I look at that again because I see the dove is the Holy Spirit. You remember when Jesus came out of the water, he saw the heavens being opened and the spirit sending on him like a dove. And then you have this call of the dove with, or with, with the spirit. Oh, my dove means the Holy Spirit is given to the church. The manifestation of the spirit that is given to everyone for the common good. This whole matter is just so wonderfully glorious for us sinners. He's giving us everything that's blessed and lovely and, and great. Catch us, verse 15, coming to the end now. Catch for the foxes. Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards. Our vineyards are in blossom. The little foxes, the little foxes. Well, I think it's pretty clear. Drive away every sin that would keep Christ away. Ask for his grace to subdue every wandering thought. That's all I'm going to say about chapter two. But I would like to finish briefly with just another item on this lovely song. I think it's wonderful because it applies to us. There's a few lines there from chapter five of songs again. Song of songs two to four just, that's all. Now, she says, she begins this, I slept, but my heart was awake. And I can identify that. It's the kind of position we find ourselves in and where we are spiritually sleeping. 
our hearts are still working for the Lord even, but we are drifting from love. We love the Lord, but we're not fully, fully given to him. I love him, but I'm still slow to give myself fully to my beloved, the Lord. So she's, she's, she's asleep, she says. She's, I'm, uh, I sleep, but my heart is awake. And it goes on then. She goes on. My beloved is knocking. She's saying about him. My beloved is knocking. The Lord is knocking. Open to me, my sister, he says. My love, my dove, my perfect one, for my head is wet with dew, my locks with the drops of the night. Such a glorious, blessed father. He's locked out. She's asleep. And further, she says in verse three, I had put off my garment, she says. How could I put it on? I had bathed my feet. How could I soil them? Just extraordinary, silly, simple, empty excuses. How trivial we can be. How lazy we can be. And how our human nature is so weak. But, she says, my beloved put his hand to the latch of the door. And she says, my heart was thrilled. And how lovely that happens for us sometimes when we've been lazy and we haven't given much time to him. He will still come. And my heart was thrilled, she says, within me. I arose to open my beloved and my hands dripped with mirror, which I presume means love. I opened to my beloved. Ah, but my beloved had turned and gone. Well, this is something, again, we all have to learn. Yes, he, he, this is temporary. We are lazy, then we decide, oh, no, he's a loving, wonderful brother, oh, saviour. And then it's a little bit late, but it's not all over. She says, I adore you, I, I, I adore you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, tell him I'm sick with love. And they said, what's your beloved, your beloved more than another beloved? Oh, most beautiful among the women. What is your beloved more than another beloved that you say this? And she says, and I'm ending with this, my beloved is radiant and ruddy, distinguished among 10,000. His head is the finest gold. His locks are wavy black as a raven. His eyes are like doves beside streams of waters. Wonderful. His mouth, she says, his mouth is most sweet and he is altogether desirable. This is my beloved. This is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. Lord, we thank you for such a wonderful, glorious father and brother. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.